don't know what I was waiting for And my time was running wild I mean, dead end streets And every time I thought I got it made It seemed the taste was not so sweet So I turned myself to face me I've never caught a glimpse How the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Ch-ch-ch-ch-change it Turn and face the strange Isn't this the best song ever? Hello, dudes, ultimate bros Welcome to That's Deep Bro Today my guest is Ryan Sickler, friend, comedian (laughs) Entrepreneur, writer, director, I don't know Anyway, we're discussing change, the nature of change. What is it? How to deal with it? Philosophy simple. We're just doing Heraclitus. Simple stuff. You're going to love it. Uh, if you want to support my podcast, go to That's Deep Bro. That's Deep Bro Podcast.com. And there's an Amazon banner there. Um, and that'd be great if you could use my banner to shop at Amazon. So that's it. Hope you enjoy the episode i know i did ryan's amazing and he's funny and it's it gets totally deep bro <laughs> okay enjoy it try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations they're quite aware what they're going through don't tell them to go up and out of it you want to be hi everybody welcome to that's deep bro podcast uh serious questions with silly people i have uh, today in the studio i have the very funny ryan sickler aka sickle cell you can say hello ryan. oh i can say hello. I, I, you asked me to be quiet until <laughs> well, all the just, shit was out of the just way. until i explained the boring What's up part? everybody hi cp thanks so much for having me i just i adore you and i adore you i can't wait to Your get teeth into look this fantastic thank you i paid a lot of money for him so uh, you can find Ryan on the Crab Feast. He's got his own podcast called Crab Feast with Jay Larson, crabfeast.com. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Sickler. Oh, and if you want to support this show, you know, I'm not, this show's not a huge moneymaker, let's be honest. But if you do want to buy the books that I refer to, you can on my uh, website. That's deepbropodcast.com. And every time you buy through my Amazon banner, I get a little pennies kicked to me and it helps the show. So. Man, Ryan, I'm so excited to have you because oh, I have the perfect topic for you. Um, well, let's start with a topic. Today, uh, it's about change, the nature of change. And uh, I'm going to reference the pre-Socratic Greek philosopher Heraclitus. Now, the thing is, I didn't really like Greek philosophy in college because it was just like... it's like they had names sem- like Heraclitus. <laughs> right. Parmenides. <laughs> Succubus. Succolatopus. And you're like, what? And it was all, it's all fragmented because they didn't, you know, have publishing and printing presses. So they're like sentences and you got to put the shit together. Anyways, uh, Heraclitus, born 540, grew up in money, aristocracy, but kind of renounced all that. And he was known for being a huge misanthrope which I just think is fucking awesome. He hated everybody and everything. And so his big claim to fame, Heraclitus, is he has this this sentence. uh, Here it is. Here it is. Hold on. It is not possible to step twice into the same river. It scatters and again comes together and approaches and recedes. 
So in uh, normal people terms, what that means is like no man can step in the same river twice. Everything is change. Everything is flux. You're changed. Do you know that every seven years your body regenerates itself and you have a whole new series of cells? And the river you went to one year ago, one day ago is not the same river. So that's kind of the uh, the foundation uh, to what we're going to discuss today. And Ryan, I brought you here because I think you are going through a major change in your life. So like I've known you since the beginning of my comedy career. How many? 12 years now? Yeah, it's about that. A dozen years, yeah. A million Jesus. years. We're so old. And, and how old are you now? 41. You're 41. And this is, you're, you're going to get, you're about to be married. I'm engaged, yes. You're engaged. You're about to have a baby. Have a baby on the way, halfway there, <laughs> which I have not said on any podcast yet. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. No, I'm happy to say oh, it on Mazel this one Tov. for the first one. Thanks. Good. And you're going to move out of the San Fernando Valley? Getting out of the SFV, going to the west side. It's a lot. It's a lot of shit going on right now. It really is. I told uh, my fiance's name is Donna, so when I refer, I would like to refer to her by Please. name. That way, I don't have to keep saying it. I hate the word fiance. It's so lame, isn't it? it? Feel, I feel I feel uh, like it's a word where <laughs> it's so pretentious, yes. like French. Like Why my fiance. Saying, it's yeah. like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just I hate saying it. Yeah, it's lame. Um, and we are pregnant because I'm not pregnant. We right. We're not. She's fucking pregnant. Yeah. I am. They do. I have learned about sympathy pregnancies, which I did not know about before, <laughs> where you start adapting. Like, I'll find myself in the middle of the day. She'll be like, I'm so tired. I'm like, me too. And I haven't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing shit. I don't have another life in me. Do you really feel? I'm, oh, you, you feel it. You guys are connected. You fucking feel it. Yeah. You, I'm not, I'm, I don't eat sugar. I'm not a sweets guy at all. And she's like, I want a donut. And I'm like, I think I want a donut. <laughs> I find myself going to fucking grab donuts and shit. Putting but, the weight uh, on. Yeah, I'm trying not to. That's the one thing I'm trying not to do. Yeah. I keep getting on a scale like, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm so far halfway there, I'm good. Good for you. I mean, my weight's not good, but it's not it's not heavier. You look great. Thanks, Christina. So, um, yeah, it's moving, it's baby, it's wedding, all at one fucking time. And I told her, I was like, we're fucking idiots. Like, we're idiots. (laughs) That's a lot to take on at one time. It's a lot to take on, and especially given... Your background. I feel a special bond with you because you and I both did Paul Gilmartin's Mental Illness. Great, great podcast. podcast. Yes. You and I both grew up uh, with crazy moms who we don't like and don't include in our lives today. And uh, I guess we both figured out we're sufferers of like some form of PTSD. You just told me that today. <laughs> I told you I'm 41 years old. I just found out I have PTSD today. Yeah, that's, that's what we deal with <laughs> in therapy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that, that's what we deal with in therapy is to get over the trauma of an abusive uh, childhood. So I think for you, I'm so fascinated like how far you've come as a person. Like, I mean, you're the guy that lives in the same apartment in the San Fernando Valley. I know that you moved and the move was what across the street? Well, it's funny, <laughs> yeah. I have I have moved my last 3 moves now I have done most of them with a grocery cart. I took a homeless guy's grocery <laughs> cart off the LA River and I used it successfully to move my entire apartment uh-huh. uh except uh your your wonderful husband helped me move a couple big things uh-huh. that I couldn't get in the cart. Okay. Um, and then uh, again with a grocery cart. Mm-hmm. And then this time also a grocery cart. It's the most underappreciated, <laughs> underused moving piece of equipment you could get. And 
I, you know, I, I have changed. I used to like see people when I would drive through Baltimore City and a guy pushing a grocery cart with like crutches hanging out and pots and pans. <laughs> I'm like, look at this fucking piece of shit right here. It needs to get itself together. <laughs> but then I found myself one day wheeling a grocery cart with crutches and pots and pans in it because it was the easiest, cheapest thing to do. And as I was wheeling, I was like, I'm that fucking guy. You turn in. Someone him. walk by, rides by today. I'm that fucking piece of shit. And it really made me start like rethinking my fucking what? self. But fuck? I mean, so how but how did you get from the grouchy dog, aka Ryan yeah. Sickler that I've known, the guy that's, you know, the bachelor until forty one years old, same apartment in the valley, who moves across the street with the shopping cart mm-hmm. <laughs> to becoming essentially like a like a dad, your dad. You have a stepson, yes, a wife, the whole of the thing. So, what happened? How did you? And and let me point the, the reason I'm asking is because humans are really, really reticent to change. I, I'm reading this book right now about neuro linguistic programming (NLP). Basically, it's a fancy word for hypnosis. Uh, this book by Richard Bandler, and he says a family therapist said, "quote Most people think the will to survive is the strongest instinct in human beings, but it isn't." The strongest instance, instance, I thought it had that. The strongest instinct is to keep things familiar. Hmm. Like, that's actually our drive as humans is to, like, for instance, we have this shower head right now in our shower that's clearly broken and spouting, dumping water onto us as opposed to spraying it. And rather than, like, ask the landlord to come and fix it, Tom and I have adapted to this shitty shower. Like, you'll stand in a certain position <laughs> right. to get that best stream coming right. out. Yeah, and instead like, of just fixing just it. Just fucking fix it. <laughs> and, and, that, and that is really the inclination that humans have is to keep stuff familiar. So you, you realize it takes kind of this huge effort. And this guy also writes, in order to change, it only comes from the current state of being being so uncomfortable like basically you have to be so sick and tired of your own bullshit that you have to decide you really want to change you have to have new and appealing options that can be found created or pursued and you have to be able to see your problem from a new perspective or in a new light that takes a lot of work so how did you get from grouchy dog bachelor to the sickler that i know today um well let me first say this um this move for me, because first of all, let me start here. I love change. I oh, good. yeah, good I will. I'll you. procrastinate on getting it started. Okay, but once I'm, I've made my mind up. I fucking love change. Um, and I know Burt Kreischer loves this song too. But "Change" by Blind Melon, which I was listening to Pandora and came on while I was on my way here, and I was like, perfect. How weird. Okay, how I'll fucking look it up. perfect. I'm not sure I love I know this song. I love change and the the cleansing of change and you know at least once a year also i go through my shit and i clear it out mm-hmm. like if i don't use it and it always opens things up in my life every time mm-hmm. so i i as i do i will sit and think about this shit because i also go to therapy and <laughs> and plus you also said here's some shit i need you to think about and <laughs> i thought you know what this move this move is i've moved about 20 times in my life this move is the first time i've moved not because of some shit went down. You know what right. I mean? Like <laughs> divorce was first and then a separation right. again and then a death and then another right. death and then another death. And oh, that's This time I am moving 
to start something new. It's a positive move. It's not like I'm leaving a situation to, to recover yes. and maintain and do well. Yes. This time it is even on a bigger scale, but it's a positive move. Right. It's the difference of living uh, a reactionary life. Uh, like I feel like when you grow up in an abusive situation, you're always reacting. You're to, reactive versus proactive. Yes. Yes. And so to to make that transition yeah. to what do I want? What's going to make me happy? How will I thrive? And then to go from a positive place because I'm I'm driven by fear and anxiety. Those are usually my two in the morning. I wake up with the panic in my heart of I gotta do. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. And then I try. I, I oh I try to work on that. You know, obviously. But that's a huge shift in consciousness. It is. A, it's a. It's, it is. It's a huge shift. Um, so let me go back to your yes, question. Yeah. How did I get there? Um, I mean, it, it's just been such a long process. Um, but but for me, um, and as you know, my mother was not a good person. Was out of our life. The people, my father, his mother, her sisters, those people that were in our lives. So I was raised by a single dad for a while, but also hugely after he died especially extended oh. family cousins you know who became like brothers and sisters and um they were you know they overrode all the bullshit i knew that this one person wasn't uh a good example of what all people are like and should be like i was taught that early on and i got it and then let me get my water so you, so you knew that mom was the anomaly. Like mom wasn't everybody. I knew that's that that's good. That's huge. Yeah, and my and my father made sure, like, to to make it clear to us: all women are don't hate women. All women are not like your mother. For instance, look at your grandmother. Okay. Look at your aunt. You, not just the women he dates or we date, but look at the other women in your lives. Like your cousins have kids. Look at them. What kind of moms are they? They're not the same. So don't. And that's also was was his lesson with race. You know. Not all black people are bad. Not well, all, all well, well. Let's come on. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but uh, <laughs> not all Asians. Not and you know, and right. just because you hear these people like white, 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 there's there's just as many white assholes yes. as are every other race on this fucking planet. And wealthy. I yeah. used to think rich people were probably jerks. even bigger assholes. Actually, yeah. Well, you know, there's rich assholes. There's poor assholes. There's white assholes. There's white trash assholes. That's right. Black, everybody, yeah. Everybody's an asshole. And what's really interesting about what you just said, too, is that I have this problem where, like, I, you had, your father gave you the ability to see what was really happening versus the story you tell yourself that's in right. your head that's right. about what's happening. And that's a huge shift in consciousness. But he also well. got to us. I feel like they, you know, because I, I went to, we went to family therapy, child, oh, you good, know, uh, good. only a couple times, though. That was only yeah. a couple times. <laughs> after we started speaking up, they were like, we're going to nix this shit. Y'all can go individually. <laughs> oh, after you came home being like, guys, I think we're just Yeah, like, uh, listen up here, everybody. <laughs> So, but I've gone on and off therapy for my life. I mean, I would, in high school, I certainly went for a couple of years after my father died. Then I lost it for a while, got back in. But I think the important thing for for me, at least, was they say a lot of kids blame themselves. We never blamed ourselves. It wasn't, Good. kids aren't fucking dumb. You can see what's going on. But my father got to us before we had the chance to wonder mm. if it was us or blame ourselves. Immediately, he was on the, this is not you. This is not normal. I will do my best to put you in what I consider normal situations and learn from them, wow. not from this shit here. So that was... 
I mean, I think without that instilled, then or installed, installed. depending on how, what you like to say, it's installed. Irregardless, it's irregardless, installed. it might be installed. Uh, I think without laying that foundation and instilling that in me, yeah, I don't think that. Because believe me, I was just as angry and bitter and, you know, all of that growing up toward my mother. Uh, I don't think I would have ever sought out, like, you know, I guess, so as the time grows, you realize, like, oh, this person is proving that they really don't want to be in your life. You know, when you're a kid, then you're going through high school, and, you know, I I remember... um, it was uh, our we were we played soccer for high school and we were we were good and it was uh, senior night and on senior night all the parents walked their kid out to midfield just for the seniors you know seniors and juniors on the varsity team so my brother and I don't have parents at this point oh, so we right. each got a cheerleader on each arm and I was like <laughs> mm, I was like there's a little bit of a middle finger right back up to the stands yeah. right there on that that was kind of nice yeah but my mother showed up that <gasps> night. After never coming to anything, and and both of us were like, "Fuck that shit," and she just drove off and left. And we're like, "You are not going to walk out on this fucking field right now." That <laughs> shit. We're taking cheerleaders. All right, get the That's fuck what's out. Up. Of here. Yeah. But and that interesting uh, that your ability to adapt to change. You know, easily you could have sulked. You could have you could have cried about it and been like, "We don't have parents," you know. But you chose kind of a funnier, proactive. I guess I'm thinking like I. I was reading about pessimism versus optimism and resilience, and those are really important factors in how people adapt to change. This guy writes, like, pessimists, like, I I think I'm a pessimist, and I really try to overcome that. Like, for instance, if your boss comes to you and and your boss is like, you're not doing a good job, you need to improve, a pessimist goes, well, fuck, I I, I guess I'm bad at everything, Uh, and you get anxiety, and you go, well, fuck it, I'm just not good at anything, and then it it erodes your self-confidence. Apparently, optimists... Don't internalize the criticism. They go, well, you know, I did, um, I did something right because I wasn't fired. You know, maybe I can improve. <laughs> and that's the difference between the pessimist and the optimist. What's the person that thinks this guy don't know what the fuck he's yeah. talking about? <laughs> what do you call that person? I think, I, that's the optimist. That's where I'm. That's at. where you're. At. Yeah, I like go fuck yourself. You don't yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about. This shit's good, man. <laughs> Right, that's called being a stand-up comic. That is that is yeah. usually my attitude. Is like, well, who the fuck are you, man? Who the fuck are you? Did you do this shit to get here? That's right. <laughs> that's exactly how he's. That was the attitude I carried for so long. Like, I would look around in situations, and I would be like, "All right," and to myself, of course, I didn't stand up and say shit like this. But uh, I'll give you a good example. Well, I'm, well I'll, I'll tell. I'll save that for later. But I will say it. But anyway, I would. In life situations, I will look at other people and I'll be like, if that person can do it, I know I can do yeah, it. I know what I've been through. I know I can fucking do this. You know, everyone always has a worse story than you. You know, yes. whatever it is, you know, it's not a competition. It's your story and it's how you deal with it. And yeah, I could have I could have gone and done dr- a shitload yes. of drugs and yes. alcohol and I've never been arrested. I've been handcuffed, talked my way out of it, <laughs> but I've never been arrested. I've never been... I don't abuse drugs. Uh, I didn't even start smoking weed till I was 21. I didn't try it till I was 18 one time, and then I never did it again. Um, I just didn't want to be a statistic. Like, my father and his family, my family, meant so much to us that it was, like, 
you don't I didn't want to let them down. Right. You know, and I didn't want to be this fucking sad sack and all this shit. None of my brothers, all three of us never did that. All of us have gone to do to be just fine. Like my younger brother's a scientist for the government. My other brother is uh he runs a recycling uh yard in Delaware. What's up? Yeah, I think the only thing that kept me off drugs and being like a whore and a lunatic uh, was my father, who I I really didn't want to disappoint him because he is a is a really cool dude and he really did his best with me. You know my dad, obviously. yeah. And um, and now that you're your shit. age, imagine being a single parent no. with a lunatic ex <laughs> while you're trying to raise a fucking kid who also goes to see the ex. And you're like, what do you come back with this week? You know, you know it's. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I, I uh, and Donna was a single mom for That's a long time. So, you know, to do that, like I really, I, I, and I, and my grandmother and her sister were all this way. They were strong women. Like I appreciate strong women. It's one yeah, of the of big things I love about you. Like I Thank like to know. see that shit. You know, it's good. So, yeah, I think so. I, that's a whole other fucking discussion. I think, uh, well, I would say, to answer your question, years yeah. and years of therapy and also doing it. You you have to fucking, you just have to fucking do it. Like, yeah. I don't mind whether I've made the mistake or whether it's a life circumstance or whatever has me at my lowest at that moment. I don't mind taking a serious moment to sit in that shit yeah. and look around that shit Ooh. and remember what it feels like and just... I mean, step outside of yourself and really look back at yourself and tell yourself everything you would tell a friend of yours yes, or a family member that's of yours. The key. I don't mind doing that. But after a, a minute, enough's enough of that. Bullshit. You got to climb out of that fucking hole yep. and quit being, you know, sorry for yourself. Quit being a faggot is what you're going to say. I was actually going to say a bitch. <laughs> But, you know, some people do take longer. I feel like you can I... can say it here. I yeah. don't care. I, 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 I'm still going to say faggot. I, I'm not going to get off that. I, you know, I, I have gay friends. I'm very sensitive. But I grew up saying it. You guys are going to have to wrestle that out of my cold, dead hands. Come on. We'll wrestle it from you. Fuck it. Um, but, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I won't yeah. wrestle it from No, you. wallowing sucks. I, I don't believe in but, that. But I do believe in in, in understanding it. I yes. believe in, in yeah. sitting it, knowing, getting familiar with it, and then changing getting the fuck out of that like i know what this feels like i don't want i admire those athletes that after the uh super bowl or a world series that have lost and they stand there and they watch the other team celebrate and they put that in them like i don't ever want to feel like this again i'm gonna do everything i can to never feel like this again and it's you'd love for it to be tomorrow but it's a grind and it's you certainly have ups and downs and there are days where you want to quit and you want to fucking you're just like, God, if it happened right now, I wouldn't even be mad about it. But you, you can't. You have to keep fucking fighting. And, and, and then yeah, look at all that, the people you meet. and surround. That's the other thing, too, is true. surround yeah, yourself yeah. with good people. Good people. They yes. matter. They that, definitely you know matter. What? That is the truth. When you start weeding the turds. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting. Cut the fucking dead weight off your ship. And I'm telling you, your sails will fucking take off. Man, ain't that the truth. And you know what's funny is I... Uh, I tell myself, like, oh, I can't be friends with so-and-so because they're too normal and too functional. I would actually say that to myself. And that's exactly what you fucking need, <laughs> a little dose of it in your fucking life. A no- normal. Normal. Good people. What, what's considered normal? I've told you before, I tweeted, crazy is normal when it's right. all you know. Right. And, like, as a kid, I thought what was happening was fucking normal. So did I. I had no idea I had a bad right? thing going Until on. I went, like, middle school and I started spending the night at friends' houses, I was like... 
Oh my god, you guys get you guys get hugs and cereal and shit. No, no one's throwing mugs at your face and uh, you know beating you with lunch boxes. Like, oh, shit's different everywhere else. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> up till that. I just thought, oh, this is how pa- this is what parenting is. I thought yeah. everybody's mother um, opened credit cards in their name when they were fifteen <laughs> <laughs> and used them. I. I thought everybody's stepfather um, had their lawn set on fire, um, stabbed people's tires. I thought that was normal. That's normal, yeah. That's what people do when they're mad. Yeah. That's what you think, yeah. (laughs) Hey, how about just Uh, (laughs) argue or yell at somebody? Well, yeah, I thought everybody threw plates of food across the house. (laughs) And like that, oh, you mean not everybody gets to do that? Yeah, it's real. But that's that's the interesting thing about the mind and perception is that you get so stuck in one way of being like I just, for instance, about two months ago, I was really just stuck in a way of doing things like the road, for instance, I was just tra- cranking out these weeks on the road. And there's one week, I forget what city I was in. And I found myself drinking in the middle of the day and crocheting. Crocheting. That might be more <laughs> disturbing than the drinking. Right. <laughs> Who right. needs an Afghan? <laughs> right. And I looked at myself and I go, wow, something is wrong. You know, something is not right. It's not working. What I'm doing is not working because I'm degenerating. And like, but that's the only way I've known to make money is the road. Right. But you also have, because of all the hard work, the ability to just, that moment of clarity. All you need sometimes a moment. All you need sometimes to go... I'm drinking in the middle of the day and crocheting. And that need, that's it. You don't even need to say anything else to yourself. You can pack right. your shit up and be like, no, it shit needs to change. Right. But then, so then that was my first thing. And then, then came the fear of the change. Well, how will I turn this around? You mean I, I won't take every week that's I'm offered to me? I'm halfway through this Afghan. Right, right. I got to finish this. Um, and then you go, well, how do I change? Because this is all I've known for the last few years. How will I make money? How will I, how will I, how will I? And all those, those things, those obstacles become so great and it wasn't until like i really removed myself from the situation like i did that tbs show and it got me out of it entirely and i went oh all i needed to do was take a week off i just needed a vacation yeah (laughs) to get some clarity because it gets big the problem gets big and it gets scary and sometimes you get stuck and you don't know how to climb out of it and that's why you have to surround yourself with positive people because you ever hear what was it what crabs do is it crabs when they're boiling in a pot yeah, they try to claw the way to the top. Yeah, but then the other motherfuckers on the bottom will pull, pull you back them down. down. Yeah. And it's interesting because my family were crabs. Not all of them. My father is very Crab positive. Fees. Yeah, <laughs> but my my mother and my stepmother were crabs. In that, whenever I tried to succeed and transcend where I was, they would pull me down into the pot and tell me I couldn't do it. And so also I have that, uh, that unconscious thing of a fear of success. What if I do it differently? What if I piss people off? I'm afraid of, oh, my agents will be mad at me if I don't do these weeks. Like, no, they won't. And if they are mad at you, get new agents. Get new agents. But I didn't think that way until about a month ago, which is really scary. But yeah. it's, I've, this is a saying I've heard, and, and it rings true, uh, is most people don't care about your problems. Nope. And they're glad you have them. It makes them feel better about themselves because they have their own shit too. It makes yeah. sense. And the other thing I've heard is the the years are short and the days are long. No and that's shit. the fucking truth. Get through your fucking days because it goes mm-hmm. by quick. You have no idea when it's going to end. And instead of put Jim Carrey, the thing that's going around the internet right now, my father used to say similar, the same thing, like, 
everyone can fail at anything. You might as well fucking go do what you, what you love because if I tell you you have to be, I don't know, a farmer, you can fail at that. Right. And it wasn't even what you wanted to fucking do in the first place. Right. So you might as well go out <laughs> fucking, you know, swinging. Right. If you're going down, go down fucking swinging. <laughs> and yeah. I, I believe in that. And, you know, you said it like you were like, well, what if my agents are mad, I'll get new agents. That's right. So instead of sitting there and putting the effort into the grind of something you don't want, put it into the grind of finding new people that yes. see your fucking way and... um yeah. Yeah, because what happens is you surround yourself where, with where you're at emotionally and mentally, right? Like your friends are a reflection of where you're at emotionally. Your coworkers, your agents, your whatever, that's a reflection of where you're at. So the change comes when you're like, oh, I, I don't want this anymore. And that, that process can be very scary when you're in the midst of change. Like I remember when I, when I married Tommy. Uh, I, what uh, a leap of faith. Wasn't that scary? <laughs> Ah, scary for all of all. I was scared to get married because I didn't trust in that whole thing. I was afraid to merge bank accounts. That was my big thing. What if I don't have my own money? What if I got to leave? Do you have to merge <laughs> bank accounts? <laughs> are you? Are you? See, but see that's <coughs> no. It's we've those talked things. About it. It's those little the <coughs> because that's a change. Yes, that's, that's relinquishing who you were to become who you're going to become. And yeah. that's marriage is to unify. So tell me about that. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I've wanted to have a family for a while. You know, I have. And, and Don and I were together. And then we split for a couple of years and we got back together. So she was the person before for me. She freaked out, whatever. But <laughs> she freaked out. Whatever it was. Who knows? That's a whole other episode. That's I'm a whole. Sure. So, I mean, I don't but, want to talk her business, too, if she. No, but I've also paid know. enough for therapy for that. <laughs> So, so how did she change? What was her change? If you can, I mean, well, I don't want to get anybody. Yeah, I, I, I can just say life events for her happened. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes the passing of certain people in your life actually puts new perspective on things and makes you realize things you didn't before. And I think some of that had happened. And then also just dating other people after you, after you've been with someone that you, you know you leave you you're saying you know i want something else or i can do better for myself or whatever and then when you realize you can't you call ryan sickler back what's up girl <laughs> that's right <laughs> i don't that's know what right. I don't, I mean, like i'm not saying that's a good thing i don't know what you're out there dating but you came back so whatever so that's good it worked out she dated some turds turds and it's also the first and only time i've ever gone back to a relationship That's, i've never done that before see, either that, so that, and that was big that can be that i wouldn't be, have done that before therapy i would have just been like right. nope fuck it i wouldn't have done that because that can all. be disastrous it could be yeah but so far i mean my life has never gone quote the way it's supposed to go so this is like we're, she's pregnant we're moving in like we're engaged but we're not already living together engaged you know what i mean like the way everyone <laughs> from high school fucking did it so you're going in, so it, it, it went first. Oh, Engagement know, it first. Right, right. Pregnancy second, move in third. That's the way that went, yeah. So that's mage. And then, so how are you dealing with these gradual coming together events? Because that's... I love it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm even texting her, and I've even told Tom and, and uh, Larson, too, like, this is the first move ever for a positive reason. I'm so fucking, <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Like I've already Good. cleared out all my shit. 
I'm paying movers to bring the big shit because I'm not just not going to fucking do Good that. Good for you. Yeah, Be no. a grown up, man. Pay but, some goddamn I can't, movers. I can't use a grocery cart all the way to the fucking <laughs> west side. And uh, yeah, movers Good. are going to come move the big shit. I paid, you know, I, I didn't want to go back to Home Depot and do that because we got robbed one time. Don't stole, fuck. stole video camera. From the workers, at yeah, home. stole yeah, a video camera. No, you can. But you know, and then they know where you live and shit too. So they can come back and rob you later because they know what you have because they just fucking moved it over there. <laughs> <Inventory, laughs> <Yeah. check, laughs> they go check. back to their cousins. Yep. Like, look, man, that's what he's got. Oh, yeah. we put it right here. Sometimes I give the movers one free thing, but like, you want this dishwasher? We don't want anymore. You guys need a table lamp. Yeah, that's why. You guys need a, a, a shell. Yeah, it's a little off the top. They're gonna steal anyways. So, so I'm. Um, I. It's something I've wanted to do. My brothers. Uh, my younger brother has, uh, he's my nephew's a year and a half. My twin brother has, uh, they're going to be eight and six this month. And I just fucking, I adore them. And I go hang out with them. And I love kids. I love the innocence of kids. I love that, all that shit. You know, I love that um, they believe stuff. You know, <laughs> I, I enjoy the moment. Like when Derek was little, that's Donna's son, Derek, <clears throat> which is funny because it's my brother's name. And I cannot, it has been Ryan and Derek my whole fucking life. Oh, how I, or Derek and Ryan. I can't get away from the fucking name. <laughs> and um, no, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Uh, change, right. scared to merge. You guys moved. Oh, together. with him. Like when, when kids are little, like that moment where like you can stand right over and be like, where's Derek? And I'm like, I'm right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they'll keep yelling to you like, I can't believe this jackass doesn't see me. Like, And it's like, what moment does that all change to the you know the punk like shut the fuck up you yep. know i'm right here you know what i mean <laughs> I, I went and met him for lunch today because he's getting ready to go out to his grandparents for a week and then when he comes back he and don are going to visit like one of her high school friends in montana for a week who just had a baby and you know do their baby stuff i gotta work i'm staying back and i'm not gonna see him for like two weeks so i was like i'm gonna go by the boys and girls club scoop him up and take him to lunch so i go in and he's like what are you doing i was like i'll see if you want to go get a slice with me real quick he's like Aww. yeah can we so i go to give him a hug he's like arms all i go what <gasps> oh hell no i was like well you too cool to hug me in front of these i'm trying to hug he's like come on <laughs> you got you got testing wow. how yeah. old is he 10 Ooh, it's gonna be 11 in july he's going into sixth grade that's that's when it starts it's a, it grade. is it's a big that's what i told her it's a big year it's sex ed year was this year yep Yep. That's when they pull the girls into the gym and teach you about periods. That's what I told them. I said to them, I was like, this is the year. This is the year they pull the boys out and the girls out and they tell you what's going down with your junk and what's going on <laughs> with their junk. And he's like, I know. And I go, how do you know? He's like, some older kids told us from last year. And I was like, that's <laughs> always how it happens. It gets passed down. <laughs> yeah. And he's going into sixth grade and there's no lockers allowed this year at their middle school what? because what? they've been finding ecstasy and all kinds of pills already. In the lot, so now they don't allow you to anymore. You have to just carry your shit. So crazy, yeah. carry all your shit all carry day your long. Shit in middle school. How the fuck is he gonna carry? Remember his that six fat of books? And you, this is when you first start changing classes and oh. all that shit. Yeah, you're gonna have back problems. He's gonna man. Have, just yeah. let him take the ecstasy. Shit, <laughs> get him a wheelie bag like a steward. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Fuck yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, why kid? We used to carry around those stupid books. High school, but we had lockers. At least you can go throw your fucking yeah. biology book in that was you know, way too big. These educators, they never know how to deal with normal stuff. Like, okay, the kids are on drugs. Surprise. That's not a fucking new thing. That's right. So now what? You're going to ban all the lockers? It doesn't make sense. Remember when kids were bringing guns to school? Now we have the metal detectors. That doesn't stop people from bringing guns. You know, Our high school was one of the, when I was a freshman, was one of the worst high schools in Maryland for drug problems. And we, they used to have dogs walk the hallways. Uh, we actually had a smoking <laughs> lounge in my not, freshman year. 
and I couldn't believe it. You had to be it was for teachers and or students who were eighteen and over with also with parents. Who, signature. What, what parent is going to My son can smoke in the school, and it was this corner, and it was just disgusting. Like it was so smoky. So after our freshman year, they finally were just like, "We're not doing that shit anymore." That's stupid. And then of course everyone went into the bathrooms, and I mean it was like you would get fucking emphysema from just going in and take a leak from secondhand smoke. It was crazy how many people were in there smoking. And God. my brother got uh, there was a narc in the school. Uh, we were already out of school, and school our school didn't do shit for us when all that shit went down. Like there was, they, they, there was no, no one wanted to talk to a, you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, how about a, what about a guidance, <laughs> guidance counselor? Just guide me somewhere, man. Help me get through these next year and a half of school with no parents. Terrible. And, and adolescence is like that. Talk about change. That, that is one of the worst times for me. I, I yeah. absolutely hated being a teenager. I, I hated school. I hated just everything about it. I, I wish I could have been, I would have been emancipated if I could at that age just to get the fuck out. But they don't know how to talk to you at that age. They I don't, don't know what that is. And, and you know, we, I was a, a B, a 3.0 student because I paid my own car insurance. And if you got wow. 3.0, it was a significant reduction <laughs> on your car insurance. So I made sure I would bounce. I'd be like, all right, I know I'm getting to see in math. I got to take it two extra gyms <laughs> so I can get that shit up there a little bit and fuck off in another class. But, <laughs> I um my brother I remember there must have been a narc in the school and my brother they said he was heroin was going to be in his locker oh and this man. is before heroin got way crazy like it is now in high schools and um of course he didn't have any heroin or anything so they went and raided his locker they found nothing at all and they go out to his car and they're ripping his car apart and they found a seed okay a fucking marijuana seed which was probably from my other brother because I didn't smoke weed then. And uh, they called and, you know, no parents at this point. My mom is around, but she's not taking a call. So I'm living with my grandmother. I call the principal and I talk to her and I said, listen to me. I don't know who told you there was going to be heroin in my brother's heroin. locker. Heroin. I said, but it sounds like a fucking setup to me. And I said, you guys didn't do shit when we were here and all this went down. You didn't help. You didn't fucking want to talk to us. You didn't do a damn fucking thing about it. Nothing. So what you're going to do now is you're going to leave my fucking brother alone. He's under enough stress. You people don't give a shit. Leave him the fuck alone. He graduates with no problems. He's the damn near straight A fucking student. You're going to pick on this kid. Fuck that. End of it. Okay. Hang up the fucking phone. Yeah. And that was the only time I was able to really say fuck in front of my grandmother. And she just sat in the chair. <laughs> I and remember say, you said yeah. that. I, said, I got away with it two times. She didn't, didn't like the cursing. Didn't like fuck. We could say shit and hell and damn and. Just the F bombs. F bombs was knocking. I mean, and, you know, if you said cunt or anything like that too, that wasn't even. <laughs> fuck would come way before something like that. But if you dropped the F bomb, yeah, that shit was not flying. You know, I, um, I think about getting old a lot now because I'm, I'm going to be 38. Like next week, and uh, I Happy think birthday. Nice meow. I think um, this kind of crisis, like I'm having like a midlife crisis, where I am kind of going through what you're talking about, where you're like the days are long, but it's short. And you're right, like your day to dayness is so important. And I feel like I was really grinding out the last ten years of my life to become a successful quote-unquote successful comedian <laughs> that's still in question <laughs> but you it's go, not in question but but it's also what the, the what we have thought and been told it always yeah. is and success is different for every single person that and that's what i'm realizing is 
So is it success that I'm crying and crocheting in the middle of the day alone in a hotel room without my husband, without my dog, without the things I'm I gonna, love? I'm going to go and, and say that's not success. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, But you know, know what success is? What? Realizing that yeah. and doing something about it. Adapting. That's success. Yes. Change. Yeah. Changing. Change, dude. And I... And I look to the next 40 years, I'm thinking like, well, I'm going to be 40 soon, and that's a huge difference. And I'm, am I afraid of getting old? I don't know. I want to retire now. I feel like I... It would be fat to retire now. Right? Yeah, but that's the whole thing. That's just like childhood. Like, here's where I want to stop growing up right now. Yeah. Shit's about to get crazy out there. <laughs> stop right here. Yeah, can we do that? Can we get off the grid? I think it was... Wasn't it Carlin that said... Life's just a cruel game, and you should be you should be born a senior citizen and grow yeah. young. You know that'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be. I don't know if he ever said this, and I don't think he did. But at both ends, somebody's wiping your ass. Anyway, <laughs> that's good. You don't know who it is either. Do most you, likely. Are you afraid of getting old? No, I'm not afraid of getting old. I um, I, but I'm afraid of being too old to do shit. If that yeah. makes sense, like. I don't want to be a 60-year-old, uh, you know, with a newborn. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. 41's fucking long enough to wait. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking long enough to wait. Sure is, kid. Uh, but I don't, you know, I am, I'm looking forward to change. I want to put, I do, I think about the next 40 years, too. And, and um, my, my dad died at 42, so that's next year. And I also think about that now. I'm like, wow. God, I, I feel way, I mean, if my dad felt anything like I did, you know, in my head, I'm still like 20 fucking too, you know, 17 being an asshole, but especially being around a young kid again, that's invigorating to go out and do fun shit and ride bikes and all that. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'll ramp to ramp out there with the fucking kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sweating it. You do, <laughs> do you have your BMX bike with Derek? I uh, don't no, I have my mountain bike, but I'll get out there and do whatever. Oh that's the other thing that's important for him too, is we, she, Donna, we're active with him. Like yeah. I never saw my mom ride a bike. I, oh. ne- I don't even, she couldn't even swim. Mine like, either, but- you know what I mean? Like, how do you not fucking learn how to swim, man? You got, you're a mom, man. I'm, and all you moms out there that can't swim, I'm sorry, but come on, man. At least doggy paddle. I know. Put some floaties on or do something. Just don't wade in the pool. Yeah, that's what my mom did. She wouldn't put her head under the water. She had yeah. a thing with her ears getting wet. And I remember being so sad as a child because all you want to do is play with your yeah. parents. Pick me up and throw me and yeah, shit. Yeah, you just that's all you want to do. You're just desperate for them to, yeah. to get on your level. I just remember wanting the silliness in her and, yeah. and she never gave that to me. My father was wonderfully so silly. well said. Yes, yeah, yes. So Always fun. wanting them to be that way, but they never were. Yeah, like, I also remember being kids, and we're all kids in the pool, and then an adult got in, like an uncle or something. We we're like, oh, yeah. like we just wanted to <laughs> jump on him and fuck him up, you know? <laughs> so much fun when like a grown up came yes. to play with you. Yeah, you're like, whoa, we're accepted. Yeah, yeah, you feel like instantly validated, yeah. and instantly cool. And I also, I don't want to be 40 years old by myself with no one around yeah. and all that shit. I don't want that. You know, I want to have kids, grandkids, whatever. And um, But I, I grew up around extended family and cousins and a lot of them. So I want that around, you know. Yeah, I grew up very, like, isolated. It was me, mom, and dad, just because we're immigrants and, like, the, everyone's back in the old country. And uh, I, I do wish I had that. And I, I love Tom's family because... Yeah, you've, told, you've said yeah, to me plenty of times. I, just, and it's, I love it, yeah. The, the fun and, like, they... I remember the first time I went to Florida with him and them t- telling each other about what they did that day. 
like um oh and then and then i went to the club and i played tennis and then oh and then what did you do and then i went to the store and i got um some scallops for dinner and then what did you do and then and i in my house it was never like that i mean not only that they're listening <laughs> and asking what else right. i'd have been like oh that's awesome man i'd have stopped it you know what i mean like that was our house too like oh you went to the tent great didn't fucking take me to tennis right <laughs> Uh, yeah, there is no. That's normal. Yeah, uh, it should be at least. <laughs> that's fucking right, normal. Right. Yeah, there was no. How was your day? Right. And, and what did you learn at school today? And, oh fuck you, Mister right. Tennis. <laughs> fuck. I went, to, went to tennis. Didn't even fuck move over. Give me a controller. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just a lot of watching love Just connection, tuning each other out. <laughs> yeah, like I, I hid most of my. I think I I spent most of my childhood hiding from my mom in my room, listening to records and trying to tune out what the fuck was going on. It was very isolated, and so now as an adult, on the one hand, I really want a family. I want that connection, and on the other hand. I'm slightly terrified of it because I'm so used to just being a lone doggy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's change. That's scary. That's big time change. Scary. Kids, yeah. scary. Oh, no. Will I be a good mom? Will I be the mom my mom was? No, you won't. And be. I know I won't rationally, right. and I know. Yeah. But like, you do worry that. Yeah. I, of course, that's a natural worry. I worried the same thing to you. Yeah. But you just can't, like... You know, I, I here's another thing you'll laugh at change. So I've never been like a cat guy. There have been like <laughs> four that have made it through my wall. I'm like, you're a cool cat. But only because cats don't need you for t- except for no. food and to clean their shit, you know? Right. And if you don't clean it, they really don't even need you for that. You know, that's only really for your benefit. But they don't need you technically for anything at all they right. can they can catch their own food dogs yeah. are happy to fucking see you yeah. you know they love you they want to be near you they can speak dogs have a vocabulary yeah. at least uh understand english uh <laughs> and spanish i was gonna say <laughs> some of the dogs in my neighborhood understand way more spanish than i do i'm like a dog understands more spanish than me motherfucker. <laughs> but uh donna and Derek rescued this cat that i am fucking in love with. I love this goddamn cat. And I was taking it to, uh, where are we taking it to the vet? Where are we? I, wherever. But it was in my car. And it got out of the thing and wanted to just sit in the back window. So I'm at a stoplight. And there's a cat. Like, I imagined, like, if I was looking over and I saw a cat in somebody's <laughs> back window, I'd be like, look at this asshole. And then I realized I'm that asshole. Right. But I'm happy to change because I also don't want to be the asshole that's not willing to be that asshole. That's you right. know what I mean? Like, that's really where it all is. And sooner or later, you end up being that asshole. And the funny thing, too, with this cat, this is ridiculous. And this goes back Crystal? to... Crystal? I'm sorry. Crystal. <laughs> I, <laughs> this goes back to our goddamn comedy careers and how shit works. So he wanted to name the cat. And Donna's like, well, what? throw out some names. And he's like, well, how about Diamond? She's like, we're not doing Diamond. And he's like, well, how about Crystal? She's like, we're not doing Crystal. And, you know, we're laughing because... It's stripper names. You know what I mean? Like, so, Der- so this is Derek's this is suggestion. Derek's, the 10-year-old boy. Yes. And he looked at us and he goes, but diamonds and crystals are beautiful. And we and Donna started <laughs> laughing and she's like, they are. And to a 10-year-old, it's not strippers. That's our warped view. To him, right. it's beautiful things. So she's like, all right, we'll go with crystals. So this goddamn cat is named fucking Crystal, okay? That makes me laugh. <laughs> so ridiculous. Do you know that sometimes I just sit on the couch and to Tom, I go, their cat's name is Crystal. Crystal, like dude. I just laugh for no, <laughs> all the time about Crystal. And I have cousins Ugh. who have cousins on their side of the family, not blood related, thank God. And one of their girl, um, this is no bullshit. 
Her name is Crystal, <laughs> and on her arm has the word meth tattooed. Woo! Yeah. Yep. How about that? Hey, now. That's the very definition of why you don't want to name your pet Crystal, but cat's name's Crystal. So wow. we started letting it outside a little bit because we were like, look, outdoor cat, we're not making this thing an outdoor cat, but if you give it a little bit of outside time, they'll come back. Yeah. This cat is like a fucking dog. It's it's <laughs> everywhere you are. It wants to be around you. It wants to hang out. So, Crystal, uh, there's a little there's a video on YouTube. Listen to this shit. You're gonna shit yourself. This is so ridiculous. So Derek will ride his bike through the like walkway area, and the apartments are up. You know, a little walkway above your head. So as he's riding through, his head lines up with about where your feet would be on the walkway. And the cat will lay out there, and he'll put his hand up, and the cat will high-five him whenever he goes by. So Donna had recorded it months ago and sent it to her sister. And her sister just last week put it up online. And, it, and if you go on YouTube, it's Cat High-Fives Boy on Bike. I'll put it up on the episode. That would be awesome. It has, okay, in a week, you know how many views we try to get? Uh, it has uh, like 185,000 views. <laughs> and we're laughing. I was like, God, the internet loves cats. Yes. You, we can't, yes. we'll never win with shit like that. Like, Not and it's mean. an eight second video. Ugh. And even Derek is like, he can't get over it. Like, it's eight sec. Good morning, America hit her sister. I was like, we want to put this on tomorrow morning or whatever. And all these people keep emailing them to buy the rights to it and all this shit. <laughs> and we're like, serious? what are you fucking talking about? I'm sure all oh. of them are fucking bots or ways to hack into your, your now um, shared bank accounts oh, and no. drain you dry. But, uh yeah, uh, cat high fives boy on bike. That's it, amazing. And he just goes by. He goes Crystal, Crystal. He puts his hand up <laughs> and she high fives it. Oh, it's ridiculous. That is see, Crystal so, the cat. Dude. That is so rad. And see, that's funny because I think for the longest time I tried to keep my life small. Like I kept my rent low. I lived in weird places. I was single. I didn't get married. I don't have kids. No dog because I wanted to keep my life small. And the thought being, well, if your life is small, you can't really fuck it up too much. And what I've learned is like, it's just the opposite is true. Like the, we got Theo and obviously, you know, that Tom and I are just bananas for this dog. He's like, on Twitter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's on Twitter. We have two portraits of him yeah, right, right here now. Yeah, right six titties over I here. I mean, it, we're bananas. Theo has improved He's our awesome. lives. Yeah. They, look at him right I now know, on his back. Just chill. <laughs> love and life. But the, the point is, is that the, the bigger I've made my life, the the better it's become. Like the more I add to it, the more chances I've take taken moving out here. You know, we lived in Silver Lake for ten years. We moved here. Like everything I do that comes from my like from the proactive place. That's right. It has been a bananas good experience. And you're because you're that's what I'm going to say. You're adding good things to your life. Yeah. You're not adding addiction, right? Alcohol. <laughs> well, you you saw it for a moment. Now you could have you could have added yeah. crocheting and and alcoholism to your life. You can, Just close, man. You can. Just fucking close. You like a latch hook away, girl. <laughs> a latch. <laughs> Is that Afghan, even a thing? An Afghan stitch away. That's so funny. Yeah, dude. I'm sure. I'm sure. A double hook. Double yes, knit. Double twist. Hook. Fuck off, God. Change is good. Change yeah. is necessary. Yeah. It is. And if if you do find yourself being stale for a while, you know, it doesn't have to be a move. It doesn't have to be a new job. It can just be like, you know what? We haven't gone on a vacation in eight years. Yeah. Let's change that yeah. and go on a fucking vacation. Yeah. You know? Well, that too. Downtime is so important. And I think my in the past, my priority has just been like work, 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 work. And then you go... 
great, done that. Now what? Like, how much? How much more uh, extra money do you need? How how many more shirts are you gonna buy? How how many more crate and barrel uh, plates do we really fucking need? When you could be spending that time with your son, with your wife, with your cat, with your fucking whatever. <sighs> it's a huge difference. Yeah, it is a huge difference, but it's you know you don't realize how much fun you have when you spend that with your, especially your, if you want to call it new family, the, the family you have created, not right. new family, but you know what I mean? You, the people you've brought in to include in what you consider family. It's, it, you know, playing with him, like I'm like, this is a game we used to play when my brothers and I uh, would get together and we had nothing else to do in the house. And it, <laughs> it, it, it not only is it fun, it reconnects you to that moment. Oh. In time when you did that, and even though all that negative, nasty shit was going on around you, you still had so much fun playing this game. You remember it. Yeah. You're teaching it to someone else. It meant something to you. And it was, ultimately, it was a coping device is really what the fuck it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, isn't that something else? Which is also what the grouchy dog, you know, fuck you to the world stuff certainly is. You know, and I find myself going between, because I'm a grouchy dog too. Like, that's how I saw... It takes a grouchy dog to know a grouchy dog. Put it that way. And that's why I know it. I go, I, I got that. I'm in there. I'm totally there, dude. Like, And I can go there so easily. I try to tell Donna I want her to talk to you more about the grouchy dog. Because she doesn't get how it can snap and then just go right back. Do you guys want to get some lunch? <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I forget how powerful words can be sometimes. You and know, thoughts. And how literal other people take them. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't really hate your pasta. Right. <laughs> No, that never right. happened, but you know. Yeah, you. it's, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess I do know. I want, I don't want to just, you know, I already feel things since, I'd say since January, I've already felt incredible in this last six months. So many personal things have happened, all incredibly positive that I just, and it, but it's all because I've taken that chance mm-hmm. and and tried to change and you know the other thing about change that is scary and I get why people don't it's like well how do I do that don't worry about that every time like sometimes just get into it and it will come to you you're a smart person you'll figure it out I tell Derek all the time oh, be yeah. a problem solver yes sit there okay here's my problem how can I there's way more ways than one to solve a problem it doesn't have to be what just like the old tried and true stand up well you get on the road and you do yes. Week after week, and then yeah. sooner or later you get on the Johnny Carson show, and then your career blows up. Well, guess what? That shit has fucking changed. And if you mm-hmm. haven't with it, that's right. Then and, and that's what I was doing. I was working the old model, door to door salesman model. Shit's done. But yeah, make a good point here about sometimes when you're in the midst of change, there are things that like. Uh, first of all, here's how, here's how to change successfully. From what I'm understanding now. Make sure that the change is something that comes from within you and it's not a reactionary change. It's a proactive change where you kind of sit and you meditate and you think on it and you go, what would I really like here? What would make me really happy? And then you actively move in that direction. Now, the thing is, is that it doesn't always happen perfectly, quickly, or neatly. That, yes. That's, that's a fucking it change. It sure is. Exa- yes. That's you the scary can sit part. there and think about how it's going to be and you... What ends up happening, you yes. wouldn't have guessed in a million fucking tries. But sometimes, sometimes. it's even better yeah. than what you initially... But as long as you're moving from a place of positive, like, this is what I want, as opposed to, this is what I don't want, I'm going to avoid, I'm going to avoid. 
that's that's really I think the only secret to effective change, positive change, is moving in the direction of what ultimately you believe will will bring you that happiness, that satisfaction, and then weathering the shitstorm because there there is some dog shit that will happen, right? It's not oh. it's not wine and roses like when I'm sure when you decided to get back together with Donna, then now how the fuck do we resolve? This, this hiatus that we took, because they're bullshit with that. Nothing is a perfect transition. But once you make the transition, you're okay. Just if you're in the midst of change right now and you're going through transitionary pain, pangs, pains, just know that like that's just part of it, dude. And eventually oh, you're yeah. going to get I mean, there. Yeah, it's not like you just decided to get off this fucking side road. It was all bumpy and fucking your tires up and you just found a brand new clear highway. No, no it never that works is, nah, that way. It's never going to be that way. You're just taking another fucking road. You yeah. might start walking instead of driving, but when you get there, it'll be way better than anything you ever fucking expected. You're right. It's just another road. That's it. That's all that is. That's it. Just yeah. get... It's another way to do it. That's all. And... The beauty of all of that, too, is there are a million different ways, but there's always one more, and you might be that brand new way. It might be like, oh, well, no, these are the five ways you do this, and someone comes along, it's like, oh, okay, well, no, there's six now. This guy yeah. did it this way. Yes. This girl did it that way. Yeah. It's it's just, I mean, I think it's innate in us that we're, we're good people as human beings. The majority, obviously, there's prisons full of shit, but... The majority of people are good people, and I think that, um, you know, when you're in change and you feel lost, even though you've made that leap of faith, the the faith is believing in yourself and believing that on the other side, this will happen, and it will fucking happen. It Mm -hmm. will absolutely happen. You, because you're changing it. You're changing it. Because you're making a series of decisions that are aimed at that goal and like if you look at great moments in life like history and sports or whatever these great monumental moments in science no no one sat down and said we're going to start at a and we're going to go to z and boom this is going to happen it was it was a reflection back on well this is how it started you you're writing it as it happens you can recap it after Mm. and put whatever spin you want on how how did we get out of addiction how did we get out of ptsd how did we get whatever out of abuse? Um, you do it. And then when you're out of it, you look back on it and you say, this is my story of how so I fucking true. did this. You don't, I, you don't always have that clear-cut path. And you know, there's days, weeks during it where you'll wake up and be like, fuck, mm-hmm. what am I doing? But just keep going forward. That's the thing is that you go, fuck, what am I doing? And then the, a human tendency is to go, uh, this isn't working. I'm just going to go back to what I know. And what, at least I know that thing. Right. You know, when you're breaking up with somebody, like I remember I had a really shit dick boyfriend and sometimes the breakup is scary because you go, yeah, but this is all I know. And if I leave what I know, I don't know what's going to, uh, like there's that, that pain of like, but what, what if I don't get anything better? What if this doesn't happen right. that way? I just, I'll go back to what I know. Cause what you know is familiar and familiarity is, what humans really want, ultimately. Which it is. is. Scary. And also, if you don't get anything better, you're no, you're not off any off. You're no, right. no, what is it? What am I trying to say? You're it's like, worse. it's better to be alone than with the abusive boyfriend, when the shitty boyfriend. I, I hear also, I've read this one too, is a really good one, is nothing is more lonely than being in a bad relationship. Oof, that's what's I mean, up. you ever lay next to somebody oh. and you're just like, I don't even want to fucking be with you. I, you don't talk. <laughs> I mean, it's the loneliest <laughs> shit ever. 
It's way lonelier than sitting in a room by yourself, even feeling uh. sorry for yourself. That's lonelier. So, you know, there's so many uh, situations like that. But y- yeah, you. For me, I love it. I, I. It's something like other times too. Like I'll set out like I'm going to get this. I'm going to go get new representation or new this or I'm going to get a new fucking shirt or what. Even small yeah. things, whatever the fuck it is. But other times you're just like. Oh, fuck. I didn't even realize change was happening because I just went with it. Yes. And now all of a sudden, oh, wow. here this is, you know? And that's interesting. But on some, on some level, you wanted it. You definitely wanted to it. To occur. Or you would have yeah. blocked it, yes. And that's another thing is that you can block <clears throat> positive changes because you're staying in the familiar thinking. That's dangerous. That's what keeps you surrounded by shit bags. That's what keeps you stuck. You could have said no to marriage. You could have said no yeah. to a dog. You could have said no to new teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't, Christina. Do, and do you know that the cha- that that was because I was stuck in the old way? These teeth are a direct correlation of that. I, I go, just give me the bondings. This is what I had my whole life. Give me the bondings. He goes, you know, people don't do that anymore. I go, what do you, what do you know? Just give me, I know what that is. Just give me the bonding. This guy I got had, my molds right here. Yeah, this guy, yeah, basically. <laughs> he had to talk me into it. I mean, it was a real process for him to bring me into a new way of doing things. And I'm so happy I did it. This is, the, this is one of the greatest things, you know, besides getting married to Tom, I guess. Not really. And your dog. And my your dog. Your teeth are third. My teeth are third, yeah. That's, awesome. That's good for them. Fuck. Wow. Well, we did it. We did it, right? We're doing it. There's more to come. That's the thing. There's more to come, you know. There's always more. You don't know what life is going to throw at you. You have no idea... You know, if you're gonna be alone, you don't you don't know how it's all gonna go down, but you gotta just keep moving forward. You can't just fucking sit and quit. You can't do that. Can't sit. At any point you can't fucking do that. No way. What I mean, what's the point? That's not living. Then you've then you might as well just check out because you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. And you know what that is? That's well, deep, bro. That's deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We did it. I, w- I feel like we have we could do this forever. I feel like there's so much more to cover. I feel like we just got to the beginning. You know, this is this is how I always feel at the end of the hour. Like I feel like we just scratched the surface, and there's way more to talk about. Maybe We're, next time. Uh, what do I bring you back once the kid is born? And let's talk about that. I'll bring. I'll probably let's make it a day when I need some babysitting. I'll just put him out there, her out there, <laughs> him out there, outside in the sun, just yeah. in a chair. Yeah, right here next to him. Oh, you next to my yeah, my son will babysit yeah. your child. Wrap him up right against his little <laughs> nipples. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. That's been that's deep, bro. I hope we uh, hope we shed, shed some light on whatever change you're going through. Uh, check out the website that's deepbropodcast.com. I put all this stuff up there so you can see the books that I've referenced in this episode. And that's it. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, you're the best. I, I love you. you. Thank you for having me. You're the best. I'm so excited for your future uh, child. Um, well, I guess it already exists. Your born child. It's in there. It's in there. It's cooking. And for you and Donna, and I adore you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. Bye, mommies. <laughs>